0: Welcome to For the Greater Good, a podcast brought to you by the Independent Grocers Alliance. And now your host, John Ross. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of For the Greater Good. And as you know by now, this is IGA's podcast talking about sustainability, reducing energy waste, reducing plastic waste, eliminating childhood and forced slavery in our world, all of these objectives that we as business leaders can make a difference in our world. And talking to business leaders who are actually making a difference in this space and i'm proud to have on the show today brian McNamara. he is the ceo of helion brian welcome to the show oh john great to be here thanks for having me well it's uh it's it's right before a holiday so i know it, this is always a crazy time i very much appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your schedule to do this with me uh, for the broader audience, there'll be a lot of retailers watching this, and it is a global audience. And our audience keeps growing and growing with each episode. I'm really, really pleased. But you'll have you'll have a lot of retailers all over the world. You'll have other manufacturers. You'll have suppliers, technology people. Basically, anyone's kind of engaging in the global grocery industry. That's your audience today. But a lot of them may not know about your company. So maybe a few minutes talking explaining what 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 you do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, as you said, I'm the CEO of Halion. Now, Halion is a new company. Uh, we actually listed in the London Stock Exchange in uh, July 18th, and then a few days later on the New York Stock Exchange. And Halion was created through a couple joint ventures. So, first, there was a joint venture in 2015 between the Novartis OTC business and the GSK Consumer Healthcare business. And then in 2019, we did another joint venture with Pfizer Consumer Health. And those, the combination of those three businesses created Haleon. And maybe you may not be familiar with Haleon's brand. So, uh, Sensodyne Toothpaste would be our largest uh, brand, and Oral Health is our largest category. But we're also leaders in OTC. So, Brands like Advil, uh, uh, Voltaren or Voltarol, depending if you're in the UK or not, Panadol, which is uh, the largest analgesic outside the US, Theraflu, Robitussin, Flonase, so all your um, consumer health brands. And then we're also leaders in vitamins, minerals, and supplements, and our big brands are Emergency and Centrum and Caltrate. So it's a great business, John, and it's been, a, it's been an incredible journey to get here. And it's, uh, it's great to have the time to talk to you and your folks.
0: Well, so I know that the effort to combine companies is hard and the effort to integrate them is harder. So the fact that you're taking time out today to be on my show, I very much appreciate it. So, you, so Brian, you and I sit on the Consumer Goods Forum and they have a series of pillars that are designed to get global leaders to work on issues to make the world a better place. Maybe you could spend a few minutes talking about the pillars that you're working on in your role on CGF.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll bring up a couple. And and I'm sure people um, know the Consumer Goods Forum, but it is really an amazing organization. And I think the two things that are so unique is the CEO led. So I have opportunities to interact with folks like you who lead our big retailers. Um, and that it is manufacturers and retailers. And I think there's huge power in that. And maybe I'll, I'll bring up a couple that I'm uh, involved in pretty heavily. First is the um, uh, collaboration for, uh, for Healthier Lives, um, um, which is a fantastic program, which is about bringing retailers and manufacturers together with a mission to empower people to lead healthier and more sustainable lives which is completely aligned to the purpose for Haleon. Our purpose is to deliver better everyday health with humanity. And so I'm a co-sponsor of that. And it's it's really been amazing. I mean, we just did a review last week, actually, with all the CEOs involved. And we've, uh, in nine countries, have reached 255 million people. You know, we have data that shows the positive impact we've had on those people. There's been 206 organizations involved across those uh, nine countries. And the other thing that's really interesting about it is also drove growth at the retailer level. And, and growth probably is the biggest measure we have to are we engaging more consumers in, in what's really important to them. So, I mean, that's one. And I'm very, very passionate about that because those link to health. And then obviously the, uh, the Plastic Waste Coalition. I mean, like like most of my uh, you know consumer staple peers and companies out there, plastics is a major issue uh, in the world, and I think we all have to play our role to uh, to improve that situation. Um, at Halion, um, you know, we're really committed to having recycled plastics um, everywhere we can by 2025. We're in a bit of a regulated inter- industry, John, so it requires a bit longer lead time sometime because, you know, how uh, drugs interact with certain materials, but we're really committed to deliver that, and and that's really only the first step because if you can have recycled plaques, it's great, but if they don't actually get recycled, it's, it doesn't really do anything. And, you know, what we find is in the in the categories we compete because we tend to have smaller packages and they aren't they aren't as abundant as, let's say, uh, bigger packaging like shampoo bottles or or beverage bottles that actually not a lot of it gets. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of it gets recycled. So, you know, we're really committed to playing our part, not only to make sure we have recycled materials, but that we but that we also can help get them recycled. And that's where I think the CGF plays such a key role because this is pre-competitive stuff. And as a company, you can't do it on your own. You need to come together um, to really help with that. So, you know, I feel, I feel great about being part of the CGF and being able to drive these things together. And then, of course, listen, from a sustainability perspective, we're committed to, you know, um, uh, zero waste, which we are at in all of our manufacturing plants. Renewable electricity. We're 100% renewable electricity in our manufacturing uh, plants around the world, and we have 24 of them. And then tackling carbon emissions and and um, you know getting to net zero. We're we're a new company, John, so we've committed to a minus 42% reduction in carbon by 2030, and we're working with science-based targets initiatives to verify our net zero commitment, which, um, you know, we couldn't do until we were a listed company. And now we're working, we're working through that too.
0: So I want to come back and talk about that for a second, but I would like, with with permission, I'd like to go back and uh, do do a little deep dive on, on, on plastic waste, because um, what, one of the issues is, you know, our, our, our mission, our, our behavior as retailers, and the behavior as manufacturers. Yeah. If we're on different goals, it's like two yeah. trains on different tracks, right? Yeah. And we can't help each other get to the destination any faster. But if you combine the locomotives, man, that train can move faster and we can do things. And plastic waste and recycling are one of those examples that it is a both a, it's a global challenge, but the solutions are often intensely local. And even in the United States, I think you're in the U.S. today, but your headquarters is in yeah. the U.K., correct? Yeah, right? that's so, right. That's so you know that recycling and availability recycling centers, they're dramatically different by country, by locale, and the rest of it. But here in the United States, I mean, we're we're one of the most developed nations in the world, and yet our recycling infrastructure is one of the worst. Here in Atlanta, if I put my recycled things into a plastic bag, they throw them into the trash can. Yeah. And and there's no good, there's no roll-up of recycling capabilities, there's no mandate, it's all at the local level. So you look at it and go, man, all the work that you're doing, who could you turn to as partners that can make a difference? And retailers have tremendous clout at the local level. Often our owners are mayors of their community, they serve on the city council, they're engaged with these things in a way that if we set a combined mission to make sure that the things can be recycled and then to work locally to ensure that there's a place to recycle them, And then we will work on some sort of communications or marketing together. Imagine how fast we could go. That's kind of the point of this whole show It's why we do this is to get the, get the brain trust rolling inside the retailers and manufacturers. So maybe we can come do something cool together.
1: Yeah, I totally agree, John. And, and, and the reality of what you just said is no one can do it alone. No retailer can do it alone. No manufacturer can do it alone. And you're so right. We've all focused for so long on, and getting our packaging to be recycled, to use less virgin plastic, to have recycled cardboard. and uh, But in the end, that's all futile unless it actually gets recycled, as you said. And I agree. It's it's really uh, it's different. Like you said, in the U.S., it's different state by state city by city in some cases. Uh, outside the U.S. is different in different countries. So I agree. I think this is a massive opportunity where retailers and manufacturers can come together. We can really create solutions that can have a, a massive impact on the world. Otherwise, it's nice to talk about that we have recycled packaging, but if it's not going to actually make a difference and deal with the fundamental issue, then then th- th- those efforts are a bit futile. And, uh, and I think we need to get ahead of the second one, even, we, even when we're not ready yet. Because I think everyone's working on getting to 100% recycled plastic, and that may take a few years, depending on where people are at the journey. But we can certainly start now on how do we solve the other issue, which is getting people to actually recycle,
0: or getting the systems to be able to recycle. Well, so systems is, is, is the right thing. So, so, you need, so it's a government, it's regulatory issues. It's a system yep. for doing it, it and, and, but it, 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 all of it distills from a plan. And if you think about as you go down your initiatives uh, a, a, as a company, as you think about where you're going and, and you're global, we're global as well. You know, you know, If you wanted to tackle the Caribbean or you want to tackle Philippines or you want to tackle South Africa or you want to t- tackle some of these countries, a country by country initiative also. Has to be a part of what you're doing, and so IGA, on behalf yeah. of our members, I know we all want to look back at our career and think we made a difference in what we did. This is an area: pl- reducing plastic waste and getting yeah. it recycled, is an area where we could collectively make an enormous difference. All yeah. right, I got another I question for you. So, um, you know, when you still, when we talk about things like zero waste or renewable, or we yeah. talk about uh, eliminating plastic waste, all the rest of it. You know, A pragmatic business person could look at those things and go, I do them because it's the buzzword. I do them because it's what's in the news or to get positive PR press, but that costs me money. When you at your company think about these decisions that you're making, do you see these as just a cost of doing business or do you see these as being something that will be a net positive contributor to your bottom line?
1: Yeah, I, I see it as the, the second. I mean, I think there's a couple, uh, a couple things for me, John. If I think about our sustainability focus at, at Halion, we talk about um, removing the social and environmental ba- barriers to better everyday health because we're a company that's all about health. And frankly, some of the things we've been talking about are barriers to better everyday health. Pollution is a barrier to everyday health. Plastics in the environment is a barrier to everyday health. So I think there's one, which is it's about delivering the purpose of the company and having a bigger impact, but it makes smart business sense. Absolutely, because because in the end, um you know consumers expect this of uh, manufacturers governments expect this and so we need to play our role in the world to help drive that and that's the company i want to lead but it, but it's an investment that i think for the long term makes good business sense too and i think it's it's really both of those things come together for me
0: um so 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 brian when, when we look across you have a huge portfolio of brands and, uh, and all those brands are in our stores. And so I appreciate your support support of, of us. As you look down at the future, are there any things that you're doing besides reducing plastic waste? Some other, are there any other areas where you'd love our members to know what you're doing?
1: Yeah, I think a couple things. The broader social agenda for us is all about health inclusivity. Uh, and that's about including more people into and giving more people an opportunity for better everyday health. And that's about health literacy, it's about health accessibility, it's about removing prejudice and bias from the, um, from the world that we, uh, that we live in. And you know, we do it at a brand level and we do it at a corporate level. So at a corporate level, two initiatives we've done recently, John, I'm really proud of as Halion in our first few months is we created something with the Economist Impact called the Health Inclusivity Index. And the Health Inclusivity Index actually rates 40 countries on, on 36 uh, attributes of how inclusive their health systems are around community and empowerment and and just access to health. And it, it ranks these countries. Um, and then it gives us great insight and an opportunity to sit down with governments and health authorities and figure out how we can help move them up that, up that list. And um, so really proud of that as a platform that's going to allow us to in- increase health inclusivity around the world. And then a few days after that, we announced a collaboration we had with uh, Microsoft. On um, They had an app called Seeing AI. And what we've done in the US and the UK, and we're going to expand this outside of those two countries, is we've adjusted the and work with Microsoft, that the barcodes for any Halion product, so Advil or Centrum or Sensodyne, if you use this Seeing AI app and scan the barcode, it will tell you the purpose of the product, the ingredients of products, and the dosage instructions. Because what we know is people that are visually impaired um, misuse products over 50% of the time. Because their inability to actually get clarity on the usage instruction, so you know this purpose of delivering better everyday health with humanity and health inclusivity is really starting to to permeate the company, and even when we get to the brand level, we have a, a Theraflu brand. We've we've developed the Rest and Recovery Fund in a partnership with the Good Plus Foundation, and what this does is. It helps people that um, maybe wouldn't be able to take a day off from work when they get sick because of either the job that they're in or or they can't work from home or they can't afford to take a day off. It actually it can apply to the Theraflu Rest and Recovery Fund and we'll give them a day's pay so they could take the day off and get better because the health of themselves and the health of others is really important. And Therafew happens to be um, overdeveloped among a lower income consumer that has less opportunity um, to do that. And then one is uh, our Ochrevin brand um, is all about breathing healthier air. And there's a lot of places around the world where pollution is a major issue. Uh, We launched something just a few weeks ago in India where we have put um, air purifiers into classrooms. Ninety five percent of the children in India breathe unhealthy hair by air by WHO standards. And what we've done is what we've pulled out of the air, we've actually made pencils out of. That's how much carbon was in the air. And the whole idea of uh, you know, when you, when you take down forests or trees to make pencils, you're actually making the issue worse because the more greenery you have, the better the air quality is. So, you know, I'm just really proud of us as an organization that we've taken on this mission of um, really taking down these barriers to, to, uh, to better everyday health.
0: Well, Brian, I know you could keep going because you've got more initiatives that are going on inside the company, but I, in the interest of time, I just want to skip to my last question. Is so, you know, when you uh, you know fast forward to a point of time where you're retiring and you're at your big retirement event, and someone gets up to make a speech and they say uh, they're talking about all the cool things you did. What do you want them to say about the contribution you made to our industry? Yeah,
1: I'll I'll tell you, John. For me, and I'm I'm incredibly proud to be the first CEO of. Hey, Leon, and I hope we've created a company here that will be around for many, many years to come. And I really hope this impact of of this purpose we created, Deliver Better Everyday Health with Humanity, has the impact on millions of people around the world that we expect it to. And I, I hope people can say, or I can say, like we've really made a difference. And we've made this commitment that will um, will give access um, to 50 million people incrementally every year from 2025 access to better everyday health through the initiatives that I've, I've talked to you about. And I think if we can deliver that, I'd be incredibly proud. And then on the personal level um, you know, I'd love to hope there's some people that can say I've made a difference in their, in their development in their careers in their life, and maybe inspired them in some, uh, in some small way. So for me, it's all about the impact we can have on our consumers and the impact we can have on our, our colleagues all over the world.
0: Well, I love that answer. And I love uh, the time we got to spend together today. It's really cool stuff. Congratulations on the new exciting company. How cool is that? And um, I'm sure by the time we loop around this and we come back again, we'll be talking about hopefully next time we'll have uh, some IGA Halion examples of where we're working together and that could be a cool, uh, cool topic next time. YJ family, thanks for this. Uh, We'll have links in the show notes to some of the initiatives that Brian talked about today. I appreciate your watching this live and forwarding it on to your friends. And we know that a lot of people are sending this around everywhere. And of course, the more exposure we get, the better it is for the Independent Grocers Alliance, the better it is for our industry overall. So thank you. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Brian, thanks. Thanks, John.